0: Max in Melbourne Football Club, you're listening to the Coaches Panel. This is Nat Fife from the Fremantle Footy Club. Trent Cotchin from the Richmond Footy Club. Scott Benderbury from the Collingwood Football Club, you're listening to the Coaches Panel. Patrick Cooch from the Carlton Footy Club. It's Rory Sloan here from the Adelaide Crows. This is Tom Mitchell from the Hawthorne Footy Club and you're listening to the Coaches Panel. <laughs> Hey friends, it's MJ from the Coaches Panel. I hope you're well and welcome to another episode of the 50 Most Relevant. Getting real close now, entering the 30s. Today, we're looking at the player, I've got it, number 41, Collingwood defender, Jack Crisp. Right throughout these 50 Most Relevance, by the way, these episodes, Always love to get some of the great fantasy football minds from across the community. It is an incredible sharing and gracious community. And a guest we've had for the past two or three seasons now. It's good to have him back on again. The Statesman from the Draft Doctors. Hello, mate. How are you?
1: I'm Very well, MJ. A beautiful, nice, warm uh, summer's day in Darwin, as they all seem to be, to be
0: honest. I don't think there's anything but a summer's day in Darwin. 365 days of the year. Make sure you check out the Giraffe Doctors podcast, the website, in a couple of weeks' time. Two great pieces of content, I'm sure, will be coming from the guys Their Annual... Uh, draft rankings are, are going to be heading your way there's an incredible amount of work that's getting done behind the scenes you don't want to miss what they've been doing with that um, also the ma- the mock Draft Simulator is a regular feature of what the Draft Doctors are always doing. You don't want to miss out on that um, and, and a bunch of other stuff. I'll, I'll tell you a little bit about it later, but their Draft Kit is elite. If you play in any of the drafting formats, you want to get onto that. The Draft Doctors, some good friends of the coaches panel and many in the fantasy footy community. Alright, let's, let's talk about Jack Chris. 27 years old defender at Collingwood and despite having some moments during the 2020 season that left coach is a little bit in pain overall still a really strong year his best super coach score from the year came against the gold coast suns it was a 138 while in afl fantasy and dream team it was a 121 against brisbane that's not an adjusted score that's what he actually delivered in terms of his career best both of them came in 2018 across the formats it was 147 against the cats and a 153 in super coach against the tigers Based on what he did do last year, he is going to be priced at an average of 99.2 in Supercoach. That leaves him priced at just over 530K. While in Dream Team and AFL Fantasy, he delivered a six point one. Or if you want to know what that is, based on the adjusted average, it's just on 95. In Fantasy, he is going to set you back just over 720K. While it's just a touch over 702,000 in Dream Team. And Statesman, there was periods of the year where depending on when you owned him, you either loved him or loathed him. But as a, as a whole, it was a pretty strong season across all the formats yet again for Jack Crisp.
1: Absolutely. Uh, uh, on the averages, it was his second best year in AFL fantasy and his best ever season in Supercoach, which is quite remarkable when you think about it. And I think the fault of us all as fantasy coaches is we get a little bit recency-biased And we get very opinionated on players when they do poorly when we own them. Now, if we own them and they do poorly, there's a line that goes through them that never again list is used quite regularly. Uh, But on the other hand, if you don't own them, you see a couple of poor scores and you actually buy cheap and they come good, which he did this year. Hmm. His last part of the season, last six or seven games was quite incredible. Then we absolutely love them. So that's what really happens. But The bottom line is the changes at this uh, club are only going to assist two people, and that's Taylor Adams and Jack Crisp. There is no doubts about that. The other thing I like about this player is we're talking six seasons at Collingwood, and he has not missed a game. Now, when you're setting up who's going to be the last 22 players you want, Mm. now this year he was the sixth highest averaging defender, but that is behind Alex Witherton, who only played uh, five games, A of games yeah. And, and Jeremy Howell, who only played four games. So He ended up actually being the third highest scoring defender. Now, to me, that is the type of bloke you want to finish with in your team. He's dependable. He's always there. He can go massive, which is the data you just shared yeah. with us. And and he is always around that mark of being in the top six. This is just an incredible player, very underrated, probably because of his early Brisbane days where he couldn't get, always get a game. But his last six seasons, an average of 91, 84, 88, 87, 97 and now 95, mm-hmm. this is a dead set top six defender.
0: He just finds a way every single year, regardless of the format you choose to play, where he just gets that scoring role. And just as you mentioned, never misses a footy game. That back end of the year in dream team and AFL fantasy in the final five games in the year of all defenders, only Jake Lloyd was averaging more than him. So you think about Luke McDonald, who we spoke about a few days ago on the 50 most relevant people raving about that hot run to the end of the year in that format. Well, Chris, was going even better in terms of his seasonal average. Very, very similar in Supercoach, where he even outscored Luke McDonald in a number of these formats, even back in 2019. Again, uh, averaged 97.7 in AFL Fantasy, and from Round 5 to Round 20 in that format, he only had one score below 84, 12 tons um, while in Supercoach. Maybe a little bit down last year compared to his personal best of this season that's just gone, but he's still ranked inside the top 10 for defenders for total points scored and had a bunch of other tons. You rattled off those AFL fantasy averages. Supercoach, it's a little lower, but it's still very, very strong. 89, 85, 82, 95, 88, 99 are those seasonal averages in those formats as well since getting to Collingwood. And he has all those things that you love about a defender, whether it be in a draft or a salary cap, doesn't he, statesman? He's got a really nice scoring ceiling. His basement is really, really high. And as you mentioned, the kid just doesn't miss a game.
1: Oh, absolutely. And the the choice of how many of these top six defenders you actually start with actually should be determined on the availability of the amount of rookies that, Mm. that are available in each line. But, but also the fact, the balance of your squad. Now, there's no reason why you can't have two of, uh, Lloyd, Whitfield, Laird and Crisp.
0: Mm. Now,
1: you might consider Stewart to be considered in that group. but yeah. So they, they would be the five that I'll be pretty solid that they're going to be in the in the top six all around that mark. Now, if you're $150,000 short of having both Lloyd and Whitfield, then having someone like Chris is is not a bad decision no. because he's going to end up on your list. And because he is cheaper, and you would know the the, the actual price um, quicker than, than I would, mm. but he is less likely to drop in funds than a Jake Lloyd if a Jake Lloyd gets tagged in the first two or three rounds, which is quite achievable to actually happen.
0: Well, yeah, and then you contrast that to, say, uh, a... Uh, let's pick up a Rory Laird. Now I think he's going to play through that midfield role, but should he not, there might be a little bit of a scoring regression. If he returns back to halfback. Lockie Whitfield has shown numerous times that he's had a few injuring moments in games. They're all not related to one specific thing. It's also been shown. He's a tag target. Again, I'm sure we'll talk about those players later in the 50 most relevant, but if you want to create a storyline for why you want to go and pick up Jack Crisp, That durability, that ceiling, that consistency, the fact that he's going to be there and thereabouts in that top six to top 10 defenders. And then you throw in that low ownership component too. And while you never want to pick someone just because they're unique, that little bit of extra cash save, that little bit of safety and durability, that ceiling that can match. And all of a sudden, you've got a reason for why Crispy's your boy.
1: Absolutely. And if he starts the season like he finished last season, mm. being the second highest average defender in the last six weeks, if he was to start the season like that, then all of a sudden you've got one of the, the differences that are actually going to put you at top of the leaderboard nice and early in the season. And that's the, one of the key elements of having a successful year is actually starting really well with making smart and here – really wise decision because you've got a durable person that's going to end up being in your team. It's another trade you're not wasting because if you fill it full of mid prices and Mm. only one of them comes off, all of a sudden you've got five trades on the field here. You've got someone that you can actually put in there. Yes. Might have a few down weeks here and there, depending on role, but the likelihood is going to be in the top six. He's a set-and-forget and a set-and-forget at the right price, not at the top price.
0: Yeah, it's true. Right at the top of the episode, you said something really intrigued me. You said there were two players that were going to benefit with the departure of Adam Trelaw. Um, Taylor Adams, we'll talk about him maybe a little bit later on in the 50, most relevant, maybe not. What's your take on how you think the absence of Trelaw is going to have a beneficial impact on Jack Crisp?
1: Well, actually, I just talked about general the list changes. So I think the biggest issue with Collingwood has been the amount of opportunities they've had in the defensive line. So Langdon, Sharonberg, as well. And then you add in Trelaw, which had an overbalance with the midfield. So we've seen Taylor Adams play a season at halfback. We've seen them flirt with Pendlebury there. All of a sudden, um, there's a sort of a clearing of the decks at Collingwood. Um, and people can complain about their trade period. But at the end of the day, for us fantasy um, Mm. players, it's been really beneficial. It's the exact opposite to what Bulldogs have gone and done with us, Mm. where we're panicking on who we're going to pick there because we don't know who's going to get the right time. Where I think um, part of what's happened to Collingwood when they've had a few injuries is Crisp has found himself in the midfield rotation. All of a sudden, they've got this younger group coming through uh, he will spend most of his time on the half back line, but when they need a burst of pace or a bit of something different, a then he'll get some midfield yeah. time. Where well, you haven't got Trelaw that you need to, to manage through there, and of course Adams gets the, the big tick in the box now because his kryptonite was Trelaw. Yeah, um, and, and what Trelaw leaving and Pendlebury ageing creates is an opportunity for crisp to get a bit more midfield time so you'll actually just see him get a little bit of a burst here and there don't expect him to be a full-time midfielder his role in their chipping game actually suits him to get a really good scoring back uh, defender anyway so uh, the, yeah. the, ben- the benefit of getting a bit of extra midfield time only just lifts his ceiling a bit
0: yeah. Nice work. I, I, I think if you're not going to choose to start crispy, he definitely needs to be on your upgrade target at some point during the year does have that round 14 multi-buy round, which also has a number of big name uh, defenders that we look at probably Laird Lloyd and, and Luke Ryan, are probably the three, but definitely if you're not going to start crisp, that's okay. He needs to be on that upgrade target watch list right throughout the season. At the end of every single one of these episodes, we always get our guests to give us their take on where we're going to draft these guys. The good thing is that's kind of your specialty given the work you do with the draft doctors. Like I said about the draft rankings, it's ranking season in your podcasts at the moment. You can go and check them out through Spotify and iTunes. Some great friends of the panel. Where are you both ranking him in a tier, but also in terms of rounds, where should we be going to get Jack Crisp?
1: So I've got him at tier two. So I've only got three players in tier one and that's Lloyd, Whitfield and Laird. Now Laird, I almost put in a tier 1.5 because it's really depending on role. Whitfield Mm. can score no matter where he is. We know Jake Lloyd's role is not going to change, but Laird could be a halfback um, if they want to go the kids and Haightley and Sloan back um, mm. to have that midfield up and running. I know there's a spot available for Crouch, but Sloan was effectively missing for the whole year. Yeah. Uh, and Haightley comes in. So Laird, I'm a little bit worried about what it's going to be. But I think the, the points difference is only eight to 10 if he's a full-time midfielder versus that sweeping Plus six oh, yeah. defender. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I, I sort of have him in that third position. Uh, Jack's next for me. So, um, and he's right at the top end of tier two. And him and Stuart, I sort of have in that sort of same category. I want to see more of Maynard. Uh, I want to see more of Mills. And I want to see more of Short because we've only seen a little bit of him. Uh, and they're the type that are around that tier two. Uh, Jack sits right on the top of that. So I'll be quite comfortable because you'll see Lloyd uh, and Whitfield go in round one yep. without a shadow of a doubt. I think you'll see Laird go early round two. So I think Crisp is a late round two, uh, round three, or if uh, you get on a gold, uh, gold mine, you might get him in round four. Uh, And if he's available in round four, be jumping all over him.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You should be. Uh, The statesman from the draft, Doctors Mate, appreciate your thoughts today on Jack Crisp.
1: Absolute pleasure.
0: Uh, my pleasure to have you on. Of course, if you want to check out his work and the rest of the guys from the Draft Doctors, you can go and check them out. They've got a heap of podcasts dropping at the moment. They've got the website. And in the next few weeks, two great pieces of content for draft players. They've got the Draft Kit and the Mock Draft Simulator. They're going to be back for 2021. Tomorrow, we get to the number 40 of the 50 most relevant. If you want to go and see any of the players, whether it be Crispy today or any of the other players revealed, you can go and check that out at Coach's .tv tomorrow we end the 40s of the 50 who's it going to be you have to find out in 24 hours